Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Battling on King of Swing, it's Lock and Varad from Eltra Orlando, is trying really hard, but it's Lock and Varad. His name is Artie. It's time to party with Artie. And Lock and Varad, Australia's best horse, wins arguably Australia's best race. I think probably... Yeah, the Hunter Cup, and he's on the comeback trail. Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I haven't seen any vision of that trial, but understand it was very pleasing. Uh, yeah, I'm tipping he probably wasn't opposed to a great deal in that trial last night. Um, is he Australia's best pacer? Well, that remains to be seen, but uh, it'll be very interesting uh, with what's to come for the end of this year. Obviously, the... Victoria Cup, Inter-Dominion Series in his own backyard is going to be the uh, the obvious targets for this horse. And it'll be interesting to see what we get as far as the Inter-Dominion is concerned. In that time slot, it's very unlikely we'll get uh, strong Kiwi representation. Uh, the Perth Pacers looking at it and just starting to be a little reluctant, given all the travel that's involved, because they're taking all the heats to the, to the far-out venue. So... Maybe it's not going to be super strong this series, but uh, he'll get his chance to put his hand up and, and be one of the best paces in the country in time to come. It's been issues with his hooves, Chris, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been ongoing uh, for, for quite some time. So uh, that's what ruled him out of the uh, the Miracle Mile earlier this year. Uh, it's been uh, frustrating, I suppose, more than anything for connections that uh, they just haven't been able to get him right. But hopefully... Uh, you know, positive signs last night that he was able to take that trial. He was able to finish off in a quick last quarter, as you would expect, because I don't think the tempo was all that strong early. But, uh, yeah, just hoping that, uh, you know, they can get through and uh, be trouble-free this campaign. Jared Daffy's with us, Chris. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, before we start and look at this weekend's features, just a recap on, on the Tab Constellations here at Albion Park over the past couple of weeks. I'm tipping... It would have been close to a fill-up for you guys because there were some major blowouts. It was uh, sort of like zero on the roulette wheel that the Blacks of Folks uh, become, hasn't it, after last year and then again this year because it was a big drifter in the market, the winner, 12 out to 17. Uh, as we said last week, there were differing viewpoints on the favourite uh, and there was money for those around it in the market. So it was a fantastic betting race. But, uh, yeah, the one they sort of dodged clear of was the winner. Chris, just on that, why was the horse such a big betting drifter in your opinion? I'm not sure, Steve. Um, as, I, as I was saying in lead-up to that race last week, that was the main target for the, the whole campaign, that race. Given that it was over the longer journey, that was always going to be the big grand final for Majestic Cruiser. Everything he did in lead-up was just building towards that race. Why he was drifting so much, I'm not so sure. But it's now becoming a race not kind for favourite uh, favourite horses in that race because I think only four have proven successful just in the last, uh, I think, 12 years now. So it's becoming a little bit of a nightmare for punters to work out, in particular if they're plonking on the favourite. But uh, he got out to extraordinary odds last week, Majestic Cruiser. He's their favourite horse. <laughs> I, I tell you what is a favourite race for you guys there at Tab. The, the Golden Girl. We've only had two editions so far. They've been absolute blowouts. Gerardo's Delight took the inaugural edition last year. Odds of 250 to 1. Town Echo this year, about $81. That's a race you'd like to see each and every week, I'm tipping. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, 
yeah, just the two editions, I suppose we'll be talking about it next year, trying to find roughies that can win. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this this carnival, I mean, as we've discussed before, it's gone to a new level anyway, but it's amazing how in a lot of those feature races, you know, the, the results have just jumped up out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. And Leap to Fame, you know, in, in all seriousness, uh, whilst you had some good results, there was some long yeah, that was a Leap bad to one. Fame would have been a bad one. Yeah, yeah it was a bad one. Um, it was 250, I think, when we did the preview on Friday, and that was the only one they wanted leading into the race, and another terrific win. Yeah, absolutely. Probably career best, I, I feel. Like, uh, uh, three wide to the breeze, given that time, he was sensational. Mm. So. We look forward to seeing him uh, south of the border in the uh, in the months to come. Chris, just on Grant Dixon and that 5,000 milestone, where does he sit right now? Well, he got a double yesterday, Steve. So um, there's another two that he's been able to tick off. So he's getting closer now. So, um, you know, it probably will, it will come sooner rather than later. Just having a quick look, what's he at Did now? I read somewhere where it was eight prior to yesterday that he needed? Would yeah, right? so he's got six to go. Hmm. The way he's going, you might have that by the weekend. Has he got a drive in every race, Chris, tomorrow night? Uh, he's got quite a few drives tonight. And he's got a number of good chances tomorrow night as well. So, um, yeah, so it he could, could be possibly get... tomorrow night. It could work out. A bit of a fairy tale on a Saturday night meeting. Could work out. Well, he, he might need some luck tonight, just looking at it. But there's some key drives for him. He's got a good chance in the first race tonight. Uh, the second race, he's got a good chance there again. So... Uh, yeah, he could easily get close to tomorrow night, depending on results and a little bit of luck. Jared will give you evens tomorrow night, he said. No, Jared. <laughs> Jared's smarter than that. <laughs> All right, well, let's focus on tonight's features over in the West. We've got the Group 3 John Higgins Memorial. This is always a good race. We see a lot of up-and-coming paces contest this series, and it always produces a good one. Uh, Lucky Gally in the favourite, 310. Uh, Make It Happen, 61. Hillview Bondi, 11. The Good Life, 650. Rock on the Beach, 101. Major Freeway, 23. Vulcan Star, 7. Markham Air, 71. Moonlight Drive, 650. Socrates, 11. Mr. Fantastic, 420. Stormy Skies, 151. This is interesting, this race, Jared. Matty Young joins us each and every Thursday. He said Lucky Galleon will run the favourite, but... He's not convinced with his gate speed for that reason. He's tipping Mr. Fantastic. So how are punters attacking this race tonight? Well, he got it part right. Uh, it opened at $5, Lucky Galleon. It's into $3.10, so it is the favourite at the moment. Others in the market, The Good Life, unmoved at $6.50. Go down to number eight, Vulcan Star, four twenty out to 7 Moonlight Drive, uh, six fifty. so it's been about that mark. Mr. Fantastic, three sixty out to four twenty. so... Most in the market, well, they had to move any, anyway outwards with the heavy support for Lucky Gallion, but $5 into $3.10 favourite. Okay, good move there for Lucky Gallion. The free-for-all tonight is race six. Uh, Chicago Bull, $1.55 is stable to make Diego two fifty, And then we're quickly out to double the figures for the other quartet. Will it be his night tonight? Well, he's not winning, is he? Uh, Chicago Bull you're referring to. Massive move in the market here. He opened at one thirty-three. Diego opened at five dollars. It was three, no, four twenty. Then three dollars yesterday. It's into two fifty. As a result of that, Chicago Bull one thirty-three out to one fifty-five. Uh, the other one that was in the market, Papenick seven out to eleven, and Jumpin' Jack Mac ten out to fifteen. So it's only a field of six. Those two clearly dominate the market, but a big, big move for Diego. Okay, really good push there for Diego. Menangle tomorrow night, they've got a feature coming through. It's race six on the program, and this is the Winter Championship final. We had heats last week. 
Uh, we've got Jimmy Joe 31, Defiant 550, Spirit of Anzac $4, current favourite, so it's wide open, unfazed at Seven Arden's Reality 650, Finn Frost, he's at 650, Boom 460, Holy Cam Dillon 9, Alderman 461, Boys Have Time 14, Rock of Delight 61, Delightful Angel at $41. So this is wide open here, Jared. Give us a lead. Spirit of Anzac, $4 current favourite. It is, and we've got several horses uh, priced within two or three dollars of each other, and one of those is Boom, number seven. It opened at seven fifty, so it had a few ahead of it in the market. It's now at a four dollars sixty, so it's second pick. Spirit of Anzac three fifty out to four. The five and the six Arden's Reality uh, Finn Frost bit of interest there at around about that six fifty mark, but. If you just wanted to be on one uh, that the, the punters are happy to be with, that would be number seven, Boom, 750 into 460. Okay, Boom, a good move there for Dean Sanofska. So we've got feature racing coming through from Bendigo tomorrow night. Races seven and eight. Race seven, the Wagon Apollo Trotters free for all. The favourite is nephew of Sunoco. He was beaten last time out, but he's the favourite here at 210. Maori Law, the Inner Dominion champ, 350. 650 Sundon's Courage, 850 Kai Valley Chief, $10 Humble Lad. Nephew of Sunoco, a punter's diving in again. No. Uh, $2.10. The one they have dived into is Maori Law, which opened at 5. It's into 350. Uh, so the favourite has held its place in the market at $2.10. Obviously, with uh, with those or that move uh, for Maori Law, most of these others are starting to get right out. But um, it looks like punters think it's a race in two. But if you just wanted to be with the money at the moment, it is clearly number eight, Maori Law, $3.50. Okay, good push there for the Inner Dominion Trot Champ. Race eight, the Jane Ellen for the Mares, and we've got a shorty in the shape of Treachery at $1.45. Next best is Joanna, the stable mate, 3 90 And then we're going out to much longer odds. So Treachery, nice and skinny here. Yeah, it's a little bit skinnier than what it opened at. It opened at 150 on Wednesday afternoon. It's quickly got into 145 and it's remained that way since Joanna. Just a little drift out, 350 out to $3.90. They haven't really displayed any interest in anything else at all. We've got a couple around about that 9 or $10 mark, but at the moment, a slight looting for number six, Treachery. Okay, Treachery is the other move there. Race six tomorrow night at Albion Park. This is the free-for-all. And I'm fascinated by this race, and I'll be very interested in your thoughts here. Crunch time four sixty, Gerardo's delight five dollars, Colt thirty one four eighty, Malcolm's rhythm five, Gendon strike fifty one, Aphorism at twenty three, and Star Galleria at two dollars sixty. It's the favourite, Star Galleria, the only runner off the second row. Where is the money going here? Well, you shouldn't really be interested in my thoughts. I'm more interested in yours. But uh, one thing I do know is when they move early on some of these markets. You've just got to respect that. And Star Galleria is the one. It opened at 360, got into three. It's now into 260. So that is a fairly significant move. The other ones there behind it in the market Crunch Time 420 out to 460. Gerardus Delight 420 out to five. Colp 31 380 out to 480. And Malcolm's Rhythm 440 out to $5. So those four, one, two, three, four, uh, they're behind the fave in the market and they're all out the gate. And the favourite is the only one they want here, Star Galleria, 360 into 260. Okay, he was much better last time out, but he's been out of the winner's circle for some time. Uh, I did speak with Brendan uh, Barnes yesterday uh, doing an interview about Gerardo's Delight and he he thought it should be very hard to beat there. So there's some value there currently at $5. So So what do you make uh, of that race? Um... Oh, he's in the mixed uh, gallery, but I think that that's starting to get uh, pretty skinny. That quote two sixty, 
Okay. Um, that's that's rock bottom for me. So I think there, there's value there with numbers one and two. Crunch time, Gerardas delight. Okay. But we'll talk with the experts very shortly and see what they're coming up with on that race, race number six. Build us a multi for the weekend, Jared. What have we got? We get underway tonight at Gloucester Park, race six, number one, Diego. Then two, Albion Park, with that one I just mentioned, race six, number eight, Star Galleria. And at Bendigo, the Trot, the Wagon Apollo, race seven, number eight, Maori Law. Okay, so that's Diego tonight, Star Galleria tomorrow night, Maori Law. Steve, give us another leg just to bolster that. Yeah, multi. Shades of Rose, I like it. Rose Hill, race five, seven. Five, seven. Is that, is that for the win or the yes, play? Yes, win. Win. Righto, beautiful. We'll take that as well. So 6 1 tonight, and then tomorrow, 5 7. That's at Rose Hill into Star Galleria at race 6, number 8 at Albion Park, and a Maori Law race 7, number 8. Jared, really appreciate the time this morning. Excellent work over the carnival as well, and we'll catch up again next week. Thanks, guys. Jared Daffy and Chris Barnsby. We're about to hear from Kate Budd at Albion Park. Just on Albion Park, Chris, is there an interim CEO that's been announced at this stage? Uh, not that I'm aware, but okay. Kate might be able to tell yeah, us. Yeah, she might be able <laughs> I to. I haven't heard anything. Okay, Kate, how well, are good you? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Well, has there been a new um, or interim CEO announced? Uh, no, not at this stage, no. no. Okay. Work in progress. Okay. Righto, righto. Now, I'm going to give you a wrap here because last week you gave us two tips. You said Fairy Tinkerbell was your best and the other one that you were keen on was Leap to Fame. Tick, yeah. tick. Fairy Tinkerbell won that mayor's feature, went off at good odds, and then Leap to Fame was heavily tried in the derby. And then when I pushed for a tip for the Blacks of Faith, which one did you tip me? Uh, may have been Magistic Cruiser. <laughs> yes, it was. Now, I know a person that does all the form here, and when he comes up with his selections, and then here's your segment on the Friday, and you come up with the same horse, he doubles his bet. So it's fair to say now he's loaded. How good is that? <laughs> Great to hear. That's what it's all about. So the pressure's now on. You've got to double down and find us some more winners for tomorrow night now. I do, I do. And the best thing is actually about my segment that uh, Butts Best Bets, that one equine is sponsoring it. And we've actually got $1,200 in there for our mini trot club. So... Um, obviously, we want to find winners, but it's great to be able to yeah, put some of those funds towards a good cause. So, yeah. yeah, happy with that. That's awesome. So, what is your best bet tomorrow night? Uh, my best bet is race two, number one, Black Hawk Joe. So, he'll meet easier opposition than his last start, and he did have a poor draw last start. Um, Inform Rainsman, Will Rixon will take the drive. So, I'm hoping that um, we'll kick off the meeting, well, race two, on a winning note. Okay, so race two, number one, Blackhawk Joe. Is there anything else, or are you just labelling the one this weekend? I do have one more, but you might have to head to the Creek's Facebook page to uh, see which one it will be. Okay, we'll do that indeed. So just on the carnival, uh, you, your viewpoint, uh, were you really happy with the way it uh, unfolded over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was super successful. I, I've only been with, been with the club for 12 months, but um, a lot of people said that that's the most they've seen um, on track in, in a wee while, so super happy with that. Excellent stuff. Job well done, and uh, we'll we'll go and find that other tip for tomorrow night. But we've got one, race two, number one, but we'll track down that other one a little bit later. Beautiful. Thank you. All the best. There's Kate Bud joining us, Steve. So uh, promotions and membership manager. So we'll wait with interest for that announcement as well. It uh, it probably won't be all that far away. 
You think so? Yeah, Ryan Spice is with us as, as well. Was he? So many people keen on Leap Leap to fame, but Tab just kept the horse fixed at that price for some period of time. Then they eventually relented, Chris, and had to shorten it up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you on Leap to Fame too, weren't you? Yes, of course. Mm. <laughs> Everyone was tipping it, and yet it was second other... favourite. Well, taking $2.50 off the back row, you know, there was no real need to dive in too early. I think a lot of people were waiting to see if there would be a little drift, and I think top price was two seventy fixed. So, yeah, no, it was a, a wonderful performance, and he's a quality horse. Yeah. Just on that question that Steve posed to me just moments ago, that, that why the big drift with Majestic Cruiser and the Blacks are fake? Chris, I think when you do the form forensically, you could make an argument that his two lead-up runs, he was just so-so uh, hitting the line in his the last 400 of those performances. So maybe a few people thought maybe the jury was out with where the horse was at. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, overall, the carnival for you, how did you rate it? Oh, it was sensational. Uh, hats off to Racing Queensland, the Rickliffe Harness Racing Club and the Albion Park Harness Racing Club for putting together another great Tab Constellations Carnival. All right. Well, we're back at it tomorrow night. We've got nine races. Now, I want to start with the race six. I was just talking to Jerry Daffy from Tab, and Star Gallery has been very heavily tried. Can you break down race six for us? Chris, I'm with Star Galleria. Um, he's had three starts this month over the Winter Carnival off four draws, but he's been hitting the line well. Tomorrow night, he maps to sit on the back of the likely leader in crunch time um, over the 2,100-metre trip. I think he'll get his chance. I mark him about 270, 280, so I think 260 is about, you know, roughly right, the right price. Um, looks like a good little tactical race. OK. Might be shades of that trial when he was able to come off the back of Leap to Fame uh, prior to the carnival kicking off and he ran down Leap to Fame. It might be like that tomorrow night. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, so you're keen on Star Gallery. Is he your best bet tomorrow night? No, my absolute best, though, is I'm sticking with one of my favourite horses, race seven, number six, Sam is perfection. Jack Butler, Chloe Butler takes the drive. This eight-year-old gelding is airborne. He gets right back in grade tomorrow night. Um, he, will, he is one-dimensional. He will settle back and come with one run, but even if they go a super slow first half, I'm confident he will round them up. Okay. Race seven, number six, Sam is perfection, the best bet on the program. He looks thrown into that race tomorrow night, doesn't he? He does. You know, he went around in the, the virtual consolation of the Blacks of Fake last week. He ran fifth, beaten seven metres. At one point, there was 150 to one each way in the betting. Uh, he was just jogging in behind them with no clear running. So, yeah, this is a, a super drop back in class for him. All right, so race seven, number six, the best bet. Sam is perfection. Ryan's also keen on race six, number eight, Star Galleria. Really appreciate the time, Ryan. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So we'll uh, go from another uh, form expert to uh, another in, in Darren Clayton, and I'm keen to see what he thinks about this free-for-all tomorrow night. It's becoming quite an intriguing race, the way it sets up now, and Darren's about to join us. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? Very well. Are you on the uh, Star Gallery bandwagon tomorrow night? Yeah, I am, Chris. Um, I thought his run last week in that race was uh, was the quasi Blacks of Fake Consolation. I thought that was a really good effort. Um, I thought he probably had the opportunity to get on the back of 
uh, the eventual dead heat winner in Crime Rider, but not sure what happened there. He ended up one spot further back, and um, Malcolm's Rhythm was able to nab that spot. He's only beaten five metres. I think if he had have ended up with that spot in transit and not had to come one horse further, might not saying he would have won it, but five metres was a pretty close margin. And then leading into this week's race, got those second-line options, follows out a good beginner in crunch time, who we'd expect to lead from gate one. He led from gate one um, a few runs back, and that was the race where Colt 31 dive-bombed him up the inside. Colt 31 was positioned three horses back, and he was able to get that run and slice through and grab the win right on the line, only beat crunch time narrowly. So I can see a similar setup eventuating here, and uh, I think Star Gallery, if they if they stick to the back of crunch time, he's going to be mighty hard to stop. Okay, so you're with Star Gallery as well. Just looking at this meeting tomorrow night, um, tell me if I'm sort of getting off guilty. I found it really difficult because you've got a few of these horses that have been competing over the carnival and going quite well, and they're still hanging around. And then you've got a few of the locals that are, you know, stepping up. So it's not easy. Again, there's a few different form lines to consider here. So I thought it was quite a tricky meeting overall. Yeah, I 100% agree. And um, that band four to two race, um, I I found that a really tricky race to to work out. You've got a number of horses who have been sectionally super of late right through the carnival, just haven't been able to get a win on the board. And, and they're all sort of clashing in it. It's sort of, it might be a case of one of those races where they've all been chasing a win that they haven't been able to get. All of a sudden they go a little bit too hard and overdo things just trying to get it. I thought, um, you know, make my Memphis, he probably had every opportunity last week. Um, a bit concerned about him. He hasn't had a win this year yet. All his runs have been super. He's been sectionally superb. That mm. uh, that effort last week, he he had every right to win that race from the run he had. Um, yep. Let's just hope he he hasn't uh, he hasn't grown afraid of the winning post. Mm. But it is a good race because you've got Make Mine Memphis, who's you know dropping back in grade. The Honey Queen's still here. She was really good during those mares races, and she's a brilliant gauge speed horse. Cashed up was just superb during the carnival. He's stepping up. What's up, Sunshine? A very capable type. Uh, he's stepping up as well. And then Doubtless Bay, who's coming up from Sydney with uh, victories against his name, he sort of just muddies the water even more. Yeah, exactly right. And um, a little bit disappointing that that Friday meeting was cancelled last week. Uh, Doubtless Bay was due to go around in that, so we might have learned a little bit more out of him from that. But uh, he comes into this first up off those two wins, and they've been really good. 2100 this race might... Um, well, he's got good form previously over the 2100. You'd expect him to be able to, to run it out. He's a half-brother of LL Cool J. He likes a bit of distance. Um, we're just... It's a tricky one. I thought the Honey Queen, we saw her fire out there last week and, and take cover. She's drawn wide again. Not sure whether the 2100's best suited to her, especially if they have to use her up early. Um yeah, like I say, it's a really tricky race, and I found it hard to to really nut that one out because just of the way some of those horses go. You mentioned what's up, Sunshine. He's been going super as well, just probably not really um, getting a win. I've come back to to put the raconteur on top. Um, he was a, a winner five runs back. It was a really good win from the front. Um, nothing's really gone his way since. He's had a couple of wide gates and then um, run into. Uh, a few handy ones, Albie 2 chains there at Redcliffe and 
really hasn't worked out. I just thought maybe just with that easy trip, and if anything overcooks it, well, he's going to be right on the scene. Okay, the other one that I wanted to ask you about, and I know you're a proud uh, Bathurstian, if we can say that, Bernie Hewitt tomorrow night. It could be a feast or it could be a famine for him tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've actually I've, I've marked him as the as the driver to watch on the dashboard this week, purely just off the off the number of runners he's got in, and not just runners. They're they're in form as well and going yeah. well. So um, you know, he again he could be one of those ones that um, takes advantage of some of the better ones going, but his horses are in form, and um, you know. Like you say, it could could well be a feast for him because he's got some some good chances. I thought uh, Ballerini, I've actually marked her as my best bet tomorrow night. That's in race four, big winner from gate seven uh, against um, both the the Colts and the Geldings, and she gets back to this company here against Mares. Follows out a really good beginner in Valkyrie. Um, looks set to get the perfect run there in behind Valkyrie, and and I thought uh, she'd just be able to dive bomb up the passing lane. So that's my best bet tomorrow night. But he's got a number of good chances. Does Bernie? He's got um, um, he's got Duca in the opening race. He could certainly show up in that uh, consolation of the seventy final. Ryan's Gangster could certainly run a race in race two. Um, of course, he would drive. Make my Memphis. Gemma's Hewitt's now training that. Um, he's got Winona Ryder in the mare's race. She's copped a bad gate, but she's been going super. Um, you know, like you say, could be a, an absolute uh, feast for Bernie tomorrow night. And uh, he's still got a couple more weeks up here. Yep, too right. He's uh, here until the, uh, the triad night, which is August 20. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the results go for him over those uh, next couple of weeks. So your best bet is coming through as race four, number eight, Ballerini. Uh, Kate's given her best as race two, number one, Blackhawk Joe, and Ryan was super keen on race seven, number six, Sam is perfection. So uh, looks like we might be able to get some um, value there and build a nice little multi. Yeah, it's 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 good that we've all found something different there tomorrow night. And um, yeah, I, I'm certainly keen on um, on Sam is perfection. That's a nice drop back in grade for him into that race there tomorrow night. So um, we saw the difference. Uh, Mr. Freeze made on Tuesday, dropping back into that veteran's grade. So, um, you know, if Sam is perfection, can do the, a similar sort of thing to Mr. Freeze did. Um, could be a case of, of uh, you know, good options there. And that is the race that I marked as the best um, best exotic race to follow on the dashboard. So um, Sam is perfection stood out from our Bondi Beach and then a couple of those runners in for third behind them. Okay, let's focus on the quaddy races five, six, seven, and eight. What numbers have you come up with this weekend? Yeah, so in that first leg, um, I thought that was a um, a race there where we could play the n- number four, Dance in the Sun, on top. Um, throw in number two, Slick Sophie, and seven, Winona Ryder. I thought Dance in the Sun. I thought she looked a good good chance in this race. Um, got good gate speed. Has been much better this campaign. The last campaign was just a little bit hit and miss. She went for a break. She's come back and uh, was a good winner. Second up, thought she gets her chance there. So two, four, seven. The second leg, race six. Keen on Star Galleria there, as we mentioned. Thought he gets the right trip. Throw in crunch time, uh, just if he's able to see it out. The third leg, I'm happy to go one out with Sam is perfection. Uh, I think he is a good thing, like I mentioned there, and stand him out in that exotic trifecta. 
six from one, two, four, eight, but for the quarter, just number six only. And in the last league, probably happy enough to go this a little bit wider, even though um, we might see Soho Mowers have come up a little bit short there. Just not really sure where she's actually at this mare. Um, she came up, she was she was rolled first up as an odds-on favourite. So um, got her in there. Number five, Sugar for my honey. She's tackled the three Oaks races up here in Queensland, Redcliffe, South East and Queensland Oaks. Um, fair in each of those. But sandwiched in between them, she actually went back just to a midweeker and won that. So she's a three-year-old stepping up. Norwester's flying, just needs a little bit of luck. And, and Carla Jane can certainly run a race for Bernie Hewitt. So play that last one wide with numbers five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven and eight. So the first leg, two, four, seven. Second leg, one and eight. Six only in a race, seven. That's Sam is perfection. And we finish off with numbers five, six, seven and eight. So... $12 grand total tomorrow night for the quaddie at AP. Yeah, but like you say, it could be a feast or it could be a famine. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the dashboard. That's up and running as we speak on the RQ website. Yeah, it sure is. That trifecta race there and um, Bernie Hewitt, the driver to watch. And like I said, I, I think um, I think Dance in the Sun gets her opportunity, as does Star Galleria. So... Will certainly be a good night's racing, even though they're a bit smaller fields, and um, I don't think it's going to lack any competitiveness. That's for sure. Yeah, it looks uh, a little tricky, like I mentioned earlier. So we'll uh, we'll do our best and hopefully come up with a couple of winners for tomorrow night. Darren, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll catch up next week. Yeah, sounds good.